welcome to Slacker Moto Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, quit snoring. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, we, we're getting into some uh, weather kind of coming back around here in the Portland Northwest area. And so just, you know, been on a high. It's been so nice and hot. And man, been riding a lot, uh, at least commuting wise. And I've just been in a lot of time outside and think the rain's going to come back. A little disappointed, but, uh, you know, I like things green, so that's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, but otherwise, uh, doing pretty good. Uh, going to be working on the bike this weekend since it's uh, at least uh, raining, so I have a good excuse to be in the, in the tool room working on the KLR. Oh, KLR. All right. I was confused. Working on the bike. I didn't know what you needed to do. Yeah, it has been a good week. It's good to, uh, you know, not sound like uh, like a frog or, or, as some people had mentioned, like Mrs. Doubtfire's brother. Um I know that that was a, a comment we've gotten there from last week, but it's nice to be back to normal um, and talking talking normal again. But uh, I've already distracted myself now thinking about all the jokes that I heard throughout the week, the the two weeks between between episodes. But yeah, I had an opportunity to ride a couple of times this week. I was able to get out and, and really come to enjoy the uh, the street triple a little more. I, I kind of made that comment today on, on Instagram that every time I, every mile I put on that bike, I, I like it a little bit more. And I, I continue to become more and more of a true believer in the middleweight bikes. I, you know, although more power is funner, uh, bigger bikes, you can do a little bit more. You don't, in most cases, you just don't need it. You can do a lot with these middleweight, especially these middleweight, middleweight uh, naked bikes, right? The triples and the four cylinders have plenty of power to do what they want. Even the twins. Yeah, middle white naked bikes. Those are good, yeah. Middle white naked bikes. Is that what I said? Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, nah. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means no, anymore. Uh, I don't know either. Uh, uh, but <laughs> um, I'm glad they're getting out on the bike. Uh, did you get the new seat on? I have not. So that's that's going to be the, the newest. Uh, yeah, and... Didn't end up coming in time to uh, to go riding when I went. What was this? A couple days ago, Wednesday, I believe. Um, yeah, went for a good long hundred and thirty mile trip, uh, but didn't didn't arrive in time to be able to do that in an afternoon ride. And I wasn't willing to wait until it showed up at you know six seven o'clock or whenever it finally came to the door. So went riding anyway. Uh, that'll be when the weather clears up. I'll plan a, a good Saturday. Uh, airport ride. We can go go check out the airports, or or maybe the 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 false Stonehenge down off of fourteen. But uh, <laughs> I know how much you love these airport tours. <laughs> but yeah, plan a good long ride to. to <laughs> it's see the fine. It's an excuse to, to get out. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. As long as we take good roads, I don't care where we're going. I mean, I've said that before. We talked about this last episode that you know the path there is where it's fun, not necessarily where I'm going. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But it's fun to poke fun at uh, wherever you end up going to, I guess, right? I think that's fair. I mean, often I'll just do long, you know, 100-plus mile loops here uh, around, you know, 
Mount St. Helens or wherever we can get to around Mount Hood, you know, all these places with mountain passes. We don't have a ton of twisty river roads where we're at here in the Portland area, um, but a lot of good mountain passes. So you don't have to go far to hit some good roads. No, that's for sure. So uh, what are you going to be taking advantage of this weather uh, doing? What am I going to be doing? The the rainy weather coming? We're not going to be riding. I figured you were talking the rainy weather. Um, Yeah, so this week, I will see. I just had our our anniversary this week, uh, so we'll probably do something for that. Um, And I'm not talking about the show. This time I'm getting real personal. Uh, But nonetheless, I... uh, yeah, we'll do something with that. So there'll be a lot of family time. It's not our anniversary either. I know. That's we, we should have put a date on that. We can officially pick it. It's like adopting a dog, right? You just pick a date that's their birthday. You don't actually ever know. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. I like to make you speak right when you're trying to put something in your mouth. I appreciate that. Now that you that, that came out weird. Well, <laughs> this whole episode is weird. <laughs> yeah, we, so... I guess to this point, we're really just chit-chatting, which we always do anyway, but really one of the big points I wanted to get across, uh, you know, so is, to your point, what are we doing with the good weather or the bad weather, or what are we doing with our time? And uh, that was kind of one of my big points I wanted to get across, is if you're in the Northwest, and I know we have a lot of listeners in the Northwest, um, there's a lot of things happening this summer, and we're often... I mean, even to the point of the first one we bring up here in a minute, but we're often talking about things, you know, the week of, if not the day of, by the time this comes out and is released. So I thought today would be a really good opportunity to kind of give a calendar of events and let people plan their summer for all the motorcycle events that are happening. Um, so, you know, I, none of this is really sponsored or, or we're not getting really anything from it other than hopefully seeing a handful of you guys out when we're riding or or participating in the different things that are happening. So, you know, anything we mentioned, we're likely to be there. Look for us and we'll, uh, you know, we'll say hi. We'll we'll have stickers. We'll have something there. But uh, otherwise, hopefully everybody's just getting their their fill of moto because last year, I think at least for big group events and things like that, was a little difficult. I don't think a lot of people got out and did much. Uh, The one show, at least in the Northwest last year, was kind of, right before everything shut down. So it was a really good little exclamation point, but it's pretty hard to have your exclamation point that early in the year. You know, February kind of sucks when you've already put an end to your moto events for the year. Now, now that being said, one of the first big ones I wanted to bring up is here uh, next weekend. Uh, So starting on the 30th of, I guess the, you know, this goes, this goes far and wide. So April 30th, um, we've got the one moto show here in Portland. They are still putting it on. Dang, I was impressed. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's a really good uh, good opportunity to still participate in some of the custom bikes in the area. Um, and, and really, it comes pretty nationally. I don't know how many people are going to travel. I'm really curious to see the difference uh, this year from years past. I think that, uh, you know, coming out of COVID and, and being able to just barely start having these events is definitely a possibility that things will change. Uh, definitely a possibility that it'll be a bit different, but we're having a, an opportunity where there's going to be a large number of bikes. It's a whole different venue, uh, always free parking. If you ride in, um, that's kind of one of the nice things about the one show that we kind of lost last year is that even if you rode your motorcycle, there was no free parking at the, uh, the Coliseum, but where we're going now, uh, free parking, 
uh, when you ride your bike in and then should have basically three days of shows and art and really a whole bunch of moto community type stuff. So, you know, I think we're planning to be there right now. There's kind of a, a debate as of whether we show up when everything starts on Friday or when it's starting to round out on Sunday. Um, but if you go on either of those days, keep an eye out for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it's kind of an interesting venue right there. Uh, the overpass is going by right beside it, uh, open air venue. So uh, just just different, which has kind of been fun to see the last uh, few. I haven't been going for, for I, since the first one, I should say, but for the last three years, each time it has been at a different location uh, for me. So it's kind of cool just seeing different areas. I don't usually head that far into uh, Portland. So I get to get to check out something something new. Um, it's interesting how they're going to actually keep people in or out, uh, but uh, you know they always do a really good job. It ends up being a fun venue. Uh, this one looks rather large, so there might be quite a bit of space. I mean, it kind of needs to be. Uh, might be might be worthwhile to to check it out, even if you're hesitant. Yeah, I think uh, you know what. Uh, you know, if we're worried about COVID, you know, it's basically an open air. It's in a big hangar. Um, it's not really even a hangar, but a big storage facility that looks like it's open on both ends. So it's not going to be, you know, it'll be out of the rain should it be a rainy experience, but it's not going to be, you know, enclosed and, and you know, stagnant air or anything like that. Um, but it's definitely going to be a different look, and I'm really curious what they do with it. It looks like just a lot of flat floor space, uh, which is very different than any of the ones I've been to. Usually there's, you know, some mezzanine areas or you know, different rooms, you know, different locations where they've kind of broken up the styles of bikes or the different builder locations. There's some kind of deviation from one section to another. And I'm sure we'll have a similar fashion of, of you know, things put in similar categories. Um, but it's definitely a big open storage facility, right? Yeah. It's not It kind like... of reminds me a little bit of the Pickle Factory. And the one thing that I loved about going to the Pickle Factory was the atmosphere. So as you're walking around, you're seeing this building that almost looks dilapidated, like it's just going to, you know, they're going to tear it down sometime soon. And, and, and it's not that bad, but it's just there's holes in the concrete and you can see the rebar. And so it just kind of adds to the atmosphere as you're looking at all of these bikes and the fabrication that's been taking place. And then last year we had it at just a completely sterile uh, environment. And, and not that it was bad. It was nice. I mean, it kind of brings out a touch of just how pristine the bikes are. It kind of just, it just sets a different kind of a mood. And so I'm really interested to see how this um, changes it being in this venue. Is it going to be similar to the Pickle Factory? I think so. I think to some extent it's going to be. I mean, how is the rust and, and metal and everything else in that environment going to affect the atmosphere and what it's like to be at the One Moto Show? I'm kind of excited to see that. I am too. Yeah, you know, when we they first started bringing it back, we're trying to understand what was happening and and how it was going to work. Uh, I don't know, hesitant may not be the right word, but I definitely wanted to see what was going on a little bit more before really diving in wholeheartedly. Um, cuz you know, it, it was very possible and I don't know that anyone would have faulted CC Motors and and Tor for for almost taking the easy road out, right? On the one show and saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to hold something just so we can. We haven't missed a year in in 11 years." We're not going to miss this one kind of a thing. And I don't think anybody would have faulted it and they would have been fine if, you know, there was just a small shindig that kind of held a placeholder for, for 2021. But it really looks like it has become a straight up one moto show event. It, it's going to live to its, you know, maybe more early life um, 
stature, right? I don't know that it, there was something very different and big and, you know, large show, large event about last year. Yeah, well, the flat uh, track racing live is really that. part of what you're talking about, is that you had two different venues going on at the same time. There was a premium and a standard package to your ticket and your entry, you know, your entrance into the facility. So it was completely different uh, yeah. than what we're seeing this year. And they had to kind of pull back, rein back a little bit in some of that. Yep, yeah, and it, it does feel like it's going more to the roots of the one show, but it's still going to be a wholehearted you know, one show, a lot of bikes, uh, a lot of builders. I don't know that the interaction will be the same. I think there's still plenty of people that are, are trying to be, you know, quote unquote, COVID safe. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be quite the social experience that it once was uh, based on the rules and things I can see thus far is it'll be, you know, a very where Portland's at today type experience. So, you know, I think there's some risk there. I think, uh, you know, in, in being exactly what it always was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't you're know that we could have asked for much more. You're not saying there's going to be riots there, right? <laughs> I really hope not. You know, talk about the Portland experience at the moment. That That's an interesting point. But, uh, yeah, we're going through all kinds of crazy crap again. Right. Anyway, I, I don't mean to get it. I just, you talked about that. I don't think that that's what we're talking about. You're just saying as far as uh, COVID and how we're handling that as a state. Yeah. So, you know, in years past, I've always had an opportunity to talk to a couple of builders, talk to, you know, a lot of the vendors very one-on-one. We've had, you know, we've done interviews on the show, and I don't know that it's going to be the same environment. We're going to come with our equipment. We're going to be ready to, to have an awesome time, because no matter what we do as a, as a podcast, as a, as a group here at Slackermoto, we're still going to have an awesome time, because it's a great show. Um, and we'll see what we can get and see what we can do with it from a, from, from a perspective of bringing it to those that maybe don't have the ability to be in Portland. Uh, you know, don't live nearby, all of that. We can share the experience as much as we can. But I don't know that it's going to be the same from that perspective. From a bike perspective, it looks like it's going to be just as good as ever. How many bikes do you think I'm going to find that have the keys in them? Maybe we can go for a ride. <laughs> yeah, that would be a, you know, that that's one thing I've always kind of, I don't know that we've ever stated it, thought that may happen once we once the one show transitioned from a, a Harley, um, funded event i shouldn't say funded hardly sponsored event to a, an indian sponsored event i kind of thought they'd start doing uh indian test rides they'd have that opportunity similar to the auto show right if you've ever been to an auto show right all the all the manufacturers are doing test rides out front um you know i i don't wouldn't necessarily expect all the manufacturers but that would be one of the perks of being a sponsor right is you can get people's you know firsthand on your on your seats and and putting a couple miles on the bikes to really fall in love and make it a little bit more of an interactive experience. Um, I've, I've always kind of waited for the year that that starts showing up. I thought the, uh, the Coliseum last year may be the time because that would be a very easy spot where nobody's parking nearby. Everybody's got to park in, you know, either paid parking or a ways away or take the, you know, the train. Um, so they could have easily done it from one of the uh, side streets there to the Coliseum. But I don't know that this will be the year for it either. I doubt they're going to have a bunch of people touching and, and sharing bikes with everything going on. But. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. Another thing, uh, you know, just looking back to years past, I know we're spending a lot of time on the one moto show, but I think it's pretty <laughs> that's all right. that it's coming up here pretty soon. Uh, you know, as you would walk around the event, um, especially last year, you could definitely tell that Indian was sponsoring the event. Starting from seeing Indian outside and their large display, bikes up in the air and around. And I mean, even at the pickle factory when it was just two trucks and like yep. you had to walk past like 20 bikes on your way in. 
upright and then there was some inside that you could even sit on and such but that one of the things that they said this year and so maybe this is me getting a little bit too technical with it but they said that their sponsors were going to be outside i'm not going to hold them to that i bet that we see indian motorcycles inside the floor space as well what do you think i'm sure that'll be the case it really seems to be Every year, a little bit more integrated by Indian. And I, I don't have a problem. I think, you know, Indian brings their A game. They're not bringing, you know, average, boring bikes. When they bring a bike, it's generally fully optioned, if not custom. Uh, you know, some of the things that they're working on for future releases that you may not even be able to purchase yet, whether it's an accessory or an actual bike. Um, you know, they've always brought pretty nice machines. So, you know, even if they're they're intermittently strewn throughout, or have a section, I think the last couple of years, they basically just had a section where you can basically go in, you know, it would be as if going into the fanciest Indian dealer you could find, right? Only the best bikes on the showroom kind of a thing. Um, and and I'm okay with that. I really don't mind either way. Uh, it's never really been the case that it takes over the show. I think that's where I would start to get a little, you know, maybe not upset, but I would, I would have comments if suddenly we show up and... Yeah, I would... I would say that last year, and it wasn't bad. It's not to the point where it's major comments, but last year I did hear a lot of feedback about, wow, did you notice how many uh, Indian motorcycles there were? That you'd be going around looking at bikes and then all of a sudden find yourself looking at another Indian. So, I mean, they were strategically placed in there. And like, to your point, it wasn't bad. And I'm not complaining about Indian. I'm just saying that, like, I, you know, I just want to make sure that that balance um, uh, is still there. It'd be like somebody listening to our podcast and then every 15, you know, every 10 minutes we cut for a break. And then all of a sudden we start cutting to a break every five minutes. Right. Uh, and we don't do that at all right now. So people have to, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, say, for better or worse, stop. <laughs> uh, but you know, if we, if we had ads, we'd probably be the same voices doing them there. So you wouldn't really get a break, but anyway, regardless, um, I, Sunday, you know, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> I just want to see what ends up taking place. Uh, I think it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it, hoping that I can make it. I know we're trying to make all of our plans right now. I got a lot of guys in our little local group uh, that we work with and communicate about motorcycles every day with uh, that are planning on going. So um, we should be well represented one way or another. Yeah, Friday. If if you look hard, you'll find Dennis and, and Hot Tub Daryl. <laughs> um, yes, you know, and then. We may be there Friday as well. We may go Sunday. It's kind of that that part's up in the air for Brad and I. I think there might even be a buyer there. That, that there might be. Yep, you're going to find some people that you've met. Um, if you recognize them, good on you. Bonus points. Uh, let us know. Reach out to us, and we'll have special. Uh, I'll definitely. I'd, I'd send you out something if you find these guys. You get a picture with one of them, and you share that with us on on uh, Facebook or Instagram. You know, tag Slacker Moto on either one. I'll I'll send you a care package. That would be so excellent. Oh, I'm more than willing to, to reward that amount of research and work that you can find these guys. Okay. Especially because they won't see it coming. I just want to hear their reaction more than anything. Challenge accepted. Yeah, I hope so. I hope somebody takes us up on this. <laughs> you know, I, I'm more than willing to, to support that kind of effort. That's okay. awesome. All right. I just, I'm looking forward to the care package. Brad, you're, you're exempt. You don't get anything. <laughs> oh, come on. Because you'll have a picture with me in any case. <laughs> okay, so is that the only event this year? What other ones do you know that are coming up? So we've got that. We've got, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up as well that's already really kicked off in a lot of locations, and this isn't a Northwest thing, is your local track days. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, everybody knew me as a fanboy last year. 
I got a lot of comments that I was way too excited about track days, but if I'm being honest, I'm still excited to do it this year. So, you know, take it for what you want, but if you have a bike that can, uh, really, that's most any bike, it's well worth the the, uh, the expense. Uh, the learning you get from it and the growth, check out your local track days. You can usually find them on a Facebook group or just start looking around, uh, you know, find your local tracks and look at their schedules, see when a moto track day is happening. Um, I'd like to just put it, you know, that's really not to any specific track group in general this time. Just find one if you have any inkling to do it and try it out. It's well worth it. So were there any cruisers out there last time? Uh, there weren't. I mean, there was a, a newer Bonneville. Um, I think it's the Street Twin, right? The oh, the goodness, the 900 Bonneville. Um, a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of, but a few SV650s. So no cruisers, but definitely your average middleweight, you know, bikes. Not necessarily sport bikes, not necessarily track bikes. In the green between the green and blue group, there's a handful of just normal bikes that uh, that were just out there having a great time. You okay. know, I'm just curious. There's some guys in there looking to be better and better. Some guys that were just out there to to have an awesome experience. I don't think I'd have any floorboards left if I went. But that may be true. And is is that a problem? I don't know. I gotta have somewhere to put my feet. Well, we can put some sweet off road pegs. All right. Yeah. I will say. I, I what was that two years ago at the pickle factory? Man, now we're getting back into the one show. But uh, what was it, Northwest? Oh, good night. What's the local distributor? Now I can't remember the name, and, and I'm going to hate myself for it. But our local uh, parts distributor had the model bike, had one of their model bikes, just a Harley crazy optioned out, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, with their own parts. And they had these off road floorboards, like off road peg looking floor. It was pretty cool. I'll give you that. That if you put those on, I don't think anybody, they look right, and it's pretty cool. They can make them for your bike. Them. Yeah, that's cool. Do you remember those? Those are I do. Cool. I do vaguely remember. I just tired of it startling me every time I start scraping <laughs> floorboards, man. Because well, they enough, fold up. They fold up, but it's enough that like it's you're feeling it. You feel like your feet are now rubbing on the ground because all of that's vibe that vibration is going through your feet, and so all of a sudden you hear that <laughs> as your foot's shaking and you're just you kind of do this weird startle. I'm kind of getting better about it, but I don't think that's a good thing. Not not responding to it, I guess, is what I'm saying about getting better about it. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I need to figure something out. Maybe it's just a different bike. I, don't know. I think it's less of a, an issue with the floorboards, more of an issue of you not getting in the right riding position. You got to lean harder, man. <laughs> you got to lean harder. <laughs> not the bike. You got to lean. You got to get get your butt off the seat and lean hard over into it. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, because that'll make it feel so much better. Now I've upset you. <sighs> okay, that's all right. Okay, so 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 those are that's coming up. Uh, so yeah, wherever you're at, up. I guarantee there's some track days. Uh, easy thing to look at and look for. Uh, more recently in the Northwest, I know there's a handful of demo days coming around this year. Uh, that should be starting up again. It really was end of last year. Uh, we, I know we did some reviews on the Yamaha and, and other days. Um, but one of the more close ones is I know that there's a, uh, a KTM demo day coming up, Ooh, uh, May 15th at PIR. They're not bringing a lot of bikes or at least models of bikes. I assume they'll have multiples. Otherwise you get there early because right now they're showing four models to show up of bikes. Oh, wow. um, so hopefully there's multiples of those four. <laughs> otherwise there's only four people riding at a time, but it is at PIR. So, uh, you know, I assume it'll be the track. Uh, and or the road track around it in either case that will be the most excellent way to test a bike if there's ever a place to have a demo day i feel like all the manufacturers 
should just go to PIR. That yeah. sounds super excellent. Do you think that there's going to be four dozen bikes? I mean, how many bikes do you think they're going to bring? I I think they'll bring a truckload. My guess is they'll have 12 bikes. Okay, okay. Thereabout. Uh, it'll probably be similar to any other demo day, but just the fact that they only said, right, there'll be the four models, the 890, 390, 200, and 390 Adventure. Um, you know, I, I just thought that that's pretty limited. <laughs> Hopefully there's more than just four, because... The second there's, you know, 10 people there, it takes two hours to, to get your time in. Oh, it was so, bad enough at Yamaha, and we still had a good time, but it was just like... There was a ton of bikes. They had set it up just right where you would only ride the bike once, really. I mean, you could do multiple, Basically. but you were going to be there all day. Yep. And it was and so was busy, and it's not it's nothing horrible against them, but it was so busy that, like, we wanted to just go look around, and based on where we are with COVID, that was part of it, yes, but... It was like we were having to just sit there and wait for because they only had so many people that could chauffeur you around. It was kind of weird, but anyway, that just definitely come early, come prepared to uh, get on and uh, maybe only get on once. I think that's fair. Um, I think that, yeah, that it can be disappointing and or a lot of ways. My favorite part about the Yamaha demo day was that we weren't willing to wait, yet we went to Paradise Harley and spent just as much time chatting. But that's all right. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. But they had coffee there. <laughs> and it was a good conversation. <laughs> Made some new friends there. That was that was a good uh, a good event. But anyway, sometimes you're not willing to wait. Sometimes you wait anyway just because it's funner. <laughs> it wasn't as busy. It was kind of nice. Just walked around, looked at bikes, talked to a guy. Anyway. Okay, okay, so demo days, those are coming up. Yep, that's good, that's good. What else? Now, one of the other things that, uh, that I don't know if coming up is the right word, but that we will be hosting, uh, so keep an eye on, on Instagram and Facebook, is on the second Saturday we're going to have an event each, uh, each month here uh, starting in May. So in the middle months of the year, so May through August, we will have an event. Uh, granted, the August event will be the big ride, um, but... Keep an eye out. Second Saturday in May, we'll have locations. We'll have meetup times for a ride. We'll have, uh, you know, we'll have a, a shop day or two. We may throw some extras in there. We've talked about both of these things, so hopefully it's not a surprise to any listeners. But keep an eye out, and we'll uh, we'll let you know uh, exactly what's happening or what's going on. For May, it will be a ride. Uh, it's going to be kind of the the season opener. We've got a handful of guys that we ride with that uh, that kind of split their season amongst multiple sports. May should be the time that we can get them to dust their bikes off and, and have a good ride with some of the core group, and everyone will be invited, uh, especially if you're in the Northwest area. Come join us. So that's uh, that's one of the events, first, first Saturday of May. Uh, likelihood is we'll, we'll do like an 8.30 start time, uh, kickstands up before 9, kind of a, a discussion, and we'll meet at the most feasible location before the fun roads begin in any of our rides. So come join us, especially Dusty Bikes. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the, the shop days. I know we've been talking about that, trying to get that started a little bit. Uh, you're, you're doing a good job getting some events going. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, pretty awesome, especially with things kind of opening up to, for the most part, or at least people are getting vaccinated and ready to go out and start uh, collaborating with others. Uh, definitely take advantage of it. I think, yeah, that, that's that's kind of the point, right? We, we started this all, all about the Moto community, so... Let's do some community events. <laughs> pretty, uh, it was a pretty obvious connection there. <laughs> what else, Brad? Do you have any events lined up? 
events on my behalf, uh, I'm just going to keep on writing. I mean, I'm planning on uh, continuing to commute into work. Uh, even when it's a little bit rainy, I don't mind that. looks like it's going to be relatively uh, not, not heavy next week, but I'll probably get in at least a couple times uh, during that. Otherwise, just be taking advantage of getting some other things done that I've been neglecting as a result of riding in a motorcycle with hardly any space on it, right? So um going to be doing that uh, here going into the summer, planning on uh, just getting out on some of these rides. I know that we'll be posting anything that we end up doing as a group uh, and then uh, oh, kind of getting into, uh, you know, on later in the, in the fall, I start getting into doing a little bit of hunting and some other activities. Of course, family's coming up, but uh, I don't really have any big events. I think that you've pretty much covered them. That's fair. Well, so yeah, a couple of other things that uh, that are well worth noting as well. Uh, is we've got uh, Moto America is coming is starting up. So wherever you live, if you're not in the Northwest, there's you know Texas and and Barber Motorsports and California and all over the country. So keep an eye out. Check Moto America. Uh, go to a race. They're pretty cool. Most locations are having pretty much open fan situation. You can go and sit in the stands, and most places are much more open. Uh, we're still looking pretty closed down, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Tacoma is uh, is the location here in the Northwest, um, and it is, yeah, right now not really structured to be open. They may do a limited fan situation, so keep an eye out on that event, but that's uh, June 12th and 13th. Sorry, nope, that is entirely wrong. It's June 25th oh. through 27th. Way to really mislead everybody. They're I know. That first I'm looking at my calendar. There's something else going on on the 12th, 13th. That's our ride, our second Saturday ride, so... <laughs> Keep the 12th in your calendar anyway. But Moto America is the 25th through 27th. Um, and that's one of the big things that I'd say as well that I last year really got into uh, being more homebound and less group uh, activities. Got into watching a lot of motorcycle on TV. Uh, and so this is an opportunity to go there pretty much in any state but Washington. Uh, <laughs> now, you know, we're hoping to be there and, and do some, uh, some recordings there and, and be involved from more of a media standpoint. Um, so you'll get news from it nonetheless, but if you can make it, I recommend it. Absolutely. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you've been talking about it, uh, trying to get me to go to it. So, uh, I just kind of curious what they're going to end up doing. What kind of, what is there going to be for, uh, for the people that are there to watch it? Is there going to be, I mean, how's that going to be set up? And I guess we don't really know what's to keep an eye out on it. Yeah, from a basic, you know, media, racers, teams standpoint, family, friends, that usually, even last year, they still ran it and it was allowed to be basically everyone from the media and everyone associated with the team um, could be there. So really wasn't a, a total shutdown. You know, it, it still occurred, but, and everybody obviously at that point, right, the stands are basically wide open. You can sit wherever you want. Best seat in the house, no matter where you go. So you know, if it does end up limited in some aspects, it makes it even more fun if you can get in. So that's really not, not necessarily a bad thing, but something to be aware of. One of those events that's coming up that you know, many people may want to plan now. You may not live nearby. You may want to look for a hotel or, you know, start getting yourself lined up or, you know, camp. There's a lot of campsites, especially in the Tacoma one nearby. You can camp right there on the track if you want to as well. So pretty cool opportunities, um, you know, for for watching racing being around bikes, and uh, and having a good time. So are you going to be taking the Gladiator to that one? Probably won't be taking the Gladiator, no. That's that's a long ride. I'll probably take the uh, the Stripple to everything. Okay, okay. 
triples the daily, man. That thing, that thing's the jack of all trades. That's kind of what I was getting into earlier, saying that every time I ride that bike, I get a little bit, a little bit more happy with it. Uh, you know, I kind of bought that. And I don't think I was too shy about it at the time, with a a lack of understanding of exactly what it was or how it would work for all of the many facets of riding that I do. Um, you know, I knew it would be a fun street bike. I knew it would be a fun commuter bike. I knew, you know, things like that. Quick Saturday ride bike. Uh, but now that I've toured on it, now that I've done, you know, track day on it, it, it's a pretty good jack of all trades. It's done some dirt. It's done some sandy roads. Um, you know, it's, it, I wouldn't do it more than what I've done. Uh, you know, a couple hundred, you know, a hundred yards at most in certain areas just to get from point A to point B. I don't know that I would use it as a dirt bike. But it can do it, right? And and I was actually having this conversation. Sorry, now I'm just rambling. Uh, this conversation with others just this week that it, you know, bikes are pretty amazing. If we look back 30, 40 years, there was pretty much one style of bike, and you either put knobby tires on it or you put street tires on it, and you did everything it would do, which was really anything you want. Uh, and that's kind of the world of motorcycles to me still in my brain. That if you've got a motorcycle, it'll do what you want. Granted, you can probably find a better bike for any specific task, right? There's certain bikes, you know, uh, let's look at the touring bikes, right? Your gold wings that are just made to be highway tours, right? You're just going to go forever, be comfortable as can be, as long as you want to sit on that saddle till you fall asleep and you need to stop so that you can go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, whereas a sport bike really isn't going to be as comfortable, but can you do it? A thousand percent. If you're willing to do it and you want to, you've got mental toughness and physical toughness, you could ride a, you know, 1500 mile a day on a sport bike all day long if, if that's what you want to do the bike will do it and that's what's pretty amazing i think we've kind of forgotten that over time everybody wants these specific bikes for specific things and we even talk about it the five whoa, bike oh right? whoa 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 i want you to know that you are saying some pretty serious words right now because this contradicts entirely the five bike rule how can you even start talking like this i don't think i can handle it anymore no, and, and I'm all for the five bike rule. In fact, I'm working my way towards that pretty, pretty, pretty solidly, as you've predicted this year. But, you know, if you've got one bike, you should never feel like you can't join your buddies. Whoa, you whoa, whoa, never whoa, feel whoa, like whoa, wait, you can't wait. go do something. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you just said something. Is there another bike? Did you buy another bike? No, I didn't. You, but you have one in the works. I actually don't right now. I've put, now I've put money and time into mine. Okay, okay, I'm just making sure you just you know you throw out those kind of comments. It makes me wonder. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've been pretty good, man. No problems there. We got to get a car for the family first, but that that's neither here nor there for this podcast. But <laughs> we, uh, I guess, what I'm just trying to say, I hear too many people that that will you know talk about their bike not being good for you know this. That's too long distance to do on a 250 or. You know, I can't go there because there might be a, you know, a small slice of gravel road and my cruiser can't go on anything that has dirt or dust. And and you get these comments of, of kind of too much care, right? I think if you if your bike is not made for that situation, then you don't take it at the same pace as the bike that is, right? I'm not going to take my street triple on a gravel road to get through, let's call, I mean, one of the best examples is the Moki Dugway that we did on our Utah trip a number of years ago. That, you know, that's a dirt road switchback up the mountainside, up the cliffside, basically, to get down from uh, from Mexican Hat, Utah, up north. And that's the best way to get there. Beautiful views, awesome road, but it is a dirt road. You know, on a, on a dual sport or something like that, we're going to tear that up and we're going to go at a normal pace, right? 25 miles an hour, whatever the speed limit is, we're going to be able to go. 
you know, we were all on street bikes. So was it a problem? Not at all. But did we go slow? Yeah, much slower than we would have if we had knobby tires. And that's all it is. You can do anything on your bike. Just take it at a smart pace. Oh, that's one of my favorite things right now to do is take my cruiser. I live on a gravel road where I got to drive about a quarter mile down it. As soon as I go off of the pavement onto the gravel road, I, I got to, you know, have that ass in, just flip, you know, zip out a little bit. You know, I got to you gotta throttle it, rip on it a little bit. Kind of fun. Uh, yep. And that's, you know, that's something that we shouldn't be afraid of. Now, you know, when you have the means and you start collecting, yeah, are there better bikes to do that job 100%? And should you get it if you can? Why not? Right? I'm the first one to say too many bikes is not a word. There's no such thing as too many bikes. You you, you can have as many as you can have as long as you're not causing problems in your own life. Um, but, okay. I just want you to know that when you start making those kind of comments about it's the good it's the best bike it's got you know the jack of all trades it's not you're just saying that you rode it for a hundred feet down a gravel road or dirt or in the sand and it's not really riding it in the sand that's just, no, and you took a bike like everybody should be able to just go slow and be able to use good judgment when they're riding their bike in those kind of situations but it's not the right bike it's not a jack of trade it's not it's, it's not like it's capable of doing it you just did it but by doing it, it is then capable of doing it. And that oh my is my gosh. comment. Oh my gosh. So that that's all I'm saying is it's not that it's the right bike for it. And it's not that it's the best bike for it. But there's nothing you should shy away from. If you have a bike that you can afford, uh, then you can do anything on it. Right? And even those same roads. If I would throw knobbies on it, it would be a different conversation. It would do it moderately fine. Even with the crap suspension and, and, and the way that the wheelbase is set up for dirt is not good. But with some knobbies where I can get some traction, it would do fine. And I would do dirt roads for Wire miles. spoke rims? Yours doesn't have wire spoke rims. What are you talking about? You don't need that. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't go as fast as a dual sport, but I would go fast enough to make it perfectly doable and perfectly fun. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. You can, with small, logical, I don't know if upgrades is even the right word, changes to your bike, you can do anything on one motorcycle. Especially the standard bikes. A standard bike is a good starter bike, and we don't need to get into that. That's not the point of this conversation. It's what you should start with. But those standard bikes, uh, you know, whether it's naked standard or whatever kind of standard bike with a with a natural neutral riding position, you can do almost anything on. I think you're talking about a Jixer 1000, right? You can. Standard bike. I've seen guys do crazy stuff. I've seen those with knobby tires. You can do it, but I don't know that that's the best for a jack of all trades bike. Okay. Okay. But again, you can do it. <laughs> you just you just need to get a Beamer. That, I, you know, I hear that from all the BMW riders. That that's the bike everybody ends up on, and it's the best bike you can get. Yes. I'm not necessarily a believer of that yet, but again, I don't have one. So maybe it's true. Maybe I get one at some point, and I never go back. I don't know. I can't knock it till I try it. Okay. Now... The problem is it takes a lot of money to try it. <laughs> well, you got to, once you've spent that much money, you got to stay positive. <laughs> it's a, a mental like, game. Am I going to talk down the fact that I spent this much money? No, no. And I ain't going to let my wife hear it either, right? Or anybody that might say something to my wife about it. So anyway. Is that the problem with, with motorcycles in general? The only reason we talk about it so much is we're trying to convince ourselves that they're the best? Uh, maybe. Wow, this this got really real really quickly. I don't know if this is the direction I want to go in my own life at all. Yeah, you should just give up on motorcycles and go back to Jeeps. 
No, I think all hobbies are now just bad. It's just us pretending. You might as well play golf. All hobbies are just a justification for the money we've spent. We don't actually love them. Man, I, I don't even like where this is going. I'm out. Maybe we have to cut this out. I just, I now I'm depressed. And it's going to rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sad the day before it rains? What? <laughs> That's not acceptable. Hmm. So yeah, do you need uh, you need some help working on your bike? Yeah, I don't know what we're going to end up doing. I got the mother-in-law coming over, so we're going to have a, a few different things going on. Maybe even a date night. Sam and I will go do something. You know, things are kind of weird right now, but anyway, we'll do something fun. And uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to be doing exactly. I'll let you know. All right. You, you sound like you're in a similar boat. That a lot that you want to do, but family time is taking precedence. Yeah, and most of the time. I, that's all right. I'm okay with that. Yep. That, that's kind of where I'm at this weekend is... I know that there's a lot going on, and I will try to do as much as I can squeeze in without being a nuisance to all the other things. Well, I know you have that garage sale, and I'm glad you didn't sell the garage in the process. So uh, you should have more space, though, to do some work in the garage. Dude, all three bikes, all three bikes that I ride, let's clarify, because there's others that I don't ride right now. Easy access in and out of the garage. They're lined up like a parking lot. Oh, man. Life is good, buddy. Life is good. Okay, good, good. I can, yeah, I can get whatever I want to ride that day. It's easy to just wheel out of the garage now. I've got everything lined up in the right way. Got it all. Man, the shop is set up. To your point, I know you're a huge proponent of lights. We didn't really get into what I did this last couple weeks, but I have upgraded my lighting. I now have triple what I had before. And let me tell you, we've had really good weather. Yet at midday, if I turn the garage lights on, it's brighter in the garage than out. It's a big difference, man. It's, it's not really... I, I don't know that it matters, but it's really fun to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> so did you buy more Costco lights, or did you go to Bymart? I did, and guess what? They've changed which ones they sell. I thought I was buying the exact same lights. They're definitely different, but you know what? They work, and it's totally fine. Um no issues. The same brand. I didn't, you know, I bought them online. They only sell them online now, so I just assumed it was the exact same light, seeing that it looked the same in the right in the packaging picture. Um, and then, yeah, they showed up, and they're definitely a different style of light. But I kind of like it better. Uh, they're actually the hanging um, LED <laughs> shop lights. That's a good amount different than the last ones. Yeah, the last ones mounted straight to the ceiling, and and so I've actually set them. I've set them up so that the pull cord on them is actually functional. The previous ones I just set up on the switch. Um, so when I turn the switch on, the garage just gets really bright. Yeah. Now, So what I did is I actually lined these up on either side of the bench, the workbench, so that when I need to be working on the workbench with excellent lighting, I can turn these two lights on, and it is basically like friggin', you know, crazy scientific experimentation bright. I mean, that's it's, it's insanity. That's what's good. When you're trying so to work on little tiny things, man, you got to be able to see. If you've only got one line, you got to huddle under it, and then you're like casting shadows over your work, man, that sucks. Yep. So it's it's brighter than bright and set up just in the right spot that that, that is now, yeah, basically I have the, uh, the light of a thousand suns in that garage. Now, I thought that you had one of those Bimart lights over one of your benches. Now over my workbench, so I've got my workbench in the corner where I'll do a lot of my carb disassembly, uh, different things like that. That's probably the most common thing that happens there, which is why I say that. But um, yeah, that I put one over there specifically for a lot of those jobs where I'm trying to look through, you know, jet 
pilot holes or air fuel holes, look through the jets and, and really see. Usually I've got to walk path out and into where the better lighting is because yeah. it's kind of covered by a, a, a nice shelf system. So I just mounted to the bottom of the shelf, a small, well, really about the same size as, as the other ones, uh, but just its own light. So yeah, I'm up to a stupid amount of lights in there. It is hey, bright. Yeah, yeah. Not- I think I'm at the point that any more doesn't actually do anything. Oh, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't know that any more lumens gives you any more brightness at this point. I don't believe that. It's it's at least definitely diminishing returns. Yes. Yes, I could see that. The value of adding a single light more is almost not there from a lighting perspective. Well, but, it's like going from one light to five lights, like obviously or no lights to one light. That's huge difference, right? Yeah. yeah. You're still getting more light each time. It's just not as noticeable. Sure. Yep, we're at the point that, that when I shut when I turn them on, if everything's on, it is it is bright. But it works. Anyway, yeah, that, that's neither here nor there and definitely a bit of a rant, but I knew that you'd be proud of that, Mr. Lighting. Yeah, I like lights. So you're always welcome to come over now because I've got a, a super bright shop. Oh, but now I'll see you when we're out in the shop. I don't know if I can handle that. Well, there's that. You know, with the lights <laughs> I've got, you could probably see me from your place anyway when I'm out in the shop. Oh, is that what that is? Oh. That glow coming from the south side? Yeah, that, that's just my house. I thought it was just Portland, man. No, I, that that is now trumped by me. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My neighbors love it. Yeah, we, we've sure got birds. Do. Birds don't know when to be awake or asleep. They're flying at night. It's insane. <laughs> the light pollution from my garage windows. The neighbors going to work. Yeah, he keeps getting up at you know nine p.m. I don't know why to go to work. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, if you want to see it, I I should I'll take a picture. I'll throw it up on uh, on the Facebook page for Slacker Moto. Uh, that one probably won't make Instagram. I don't think that's topical enough. Maybe I'll put it in the stories. Keep an eye out. Check us out. That was my transition into checking us out at Slacker Moto, whether it's on Instagram, the website, or Facebook. Uh, definitely let us know uh, if you're coming at any of the events. We'll keep an eye out for you as well. Uh, we'd love to see you guys at the one show coming up here in a week. Uh, we'd <laughs> we'd like to uh, you know see what see if anybody's at any of the demos that are coming up. Definitely, if you go to Moto America. Uh, come June, let us know. We will be there. At the very least, I will be there. I'm hoping to convince Brad. So send hate mail saying he needs to be there or he's not allowed to be on the show. Uh, and otherwise, have an awesome week. Enjoy the weather, whether it's good, bad, or in the middle. Uh, get out, get some some time on your bikes, working on them or riding them. And we will talk at you here in a couple weeks. Until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.